0: 1 2 3 4 5 six. 1 2 3 4 5
1: Man, I'm telling you, I love this song so much. (laughs) Hang on, hang on one second. Oh, it's just so damn good. Ah, Japanese uber producer, who in the late 90s, I called him the Japanese Beck, because he could do any style of music whatsoever, and he was a studio wizard, not unlike Beck, but also could do beautiful acoustic songs, just one of my favorites. That's Cornelius with Count Five or Six, as we get things rolling on episode 84 of the Brian Oakes Show. Yes, it's your mom's favorite podcast, but your mom's probably into some pretty cool stuff, too, all right? so She really is. Yeah. Yeah. Your mom's into cool stuff. (laughs) She was in the 60s, I can tell you that much for sure. (laughs) Oh, I don't know if my mom's into cool stuff, but I sure do enjoy her company. (laughs) My name is Brian Oak, right over there, that is Sean Bernard. How are you, Sean?
2: I am doing really well. Busy, busy day, but that's okay. I'd rather be busy than bored.
1: Yeah, no, me too. I went, uh, oh, look at the What do I got right there on my upper shoulder? A new tattoo? Nope. <laughs> nope, it's two band-aids. A vampire bat? And that's because uh, I went in for the, a routine yeah. checkup with it at the... <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. I, I'm i at the doctor's office. and are like, oh, you know what? You're up for your tetanus booster. Uh, uh, and also, you know, how about a pneumonia vaccine? I'm like... I've never even heard of a pneumonia vaccine. That's like, well, that's because we usually only give it to people who are 65 and older. Oh, I was like, what? That's a
2: buzzkill. Word. Well,
1: with with me being a smoker and the COVID concern, she's like, you know, you can't be too safe. Why not just get no. it? And so I got myself a couple of little boosters in the arm there today. It's a little tender, but um, shot technology has come a, a long ways. The needles aren't nearly as large and barbed and jagged as they used to be. No, they're not. I,
2: it, I actually got a COVID uh, antibody uh, test. Right. I don't get it back for 10 days, but I had a a thought that maybe in February I might have had
1: something. And so so you're just checking to see if you've already had it?
2: Yeah. Because you can get it again if you've already had it, right? I thought it was, like, they haven't really proven that.
1: Okay, okay. Well, I look forward to the results, because I don't need you bringing around any of that Rona. All right, (laughs) To, to the Smart Start MN Studio here in South Minneapolis. We're located near 48th and Chicago in beautiful South Minneapolis. Now, before we get to today's guest, who has been a guest on the podcast before, Legendary Minnesota musician Mark Malman has got an incredible live stream of Bowie music coming up tomorrow night on the Internet. You know, Friday nights aren't what they used to be pre-COVID, but you could still enjoy live music from an absolutely unhinged madman, but also one of the most intelligent and thoughtful songwriters I've ever met in my life, Mr. Mark Mallman. But before we get to that, I would like to ask you about something that I read on the Facebook earlier today. Hmm. You had written that you were singing the line, Everybody Needs a Bosom for a Pillow, from Corner Shop's (laughs) huge 1990s Alterna hit, Uh, Brimful of Asha. And your wife had never even heard of the song before no she thought i was
2: just improvising the lyrics
1: (laughs) which i do you know i'll make up lyrics sometimes Uh, but (laughs) but i mean everybody needs a bosom for a pillow everybody needs a bosom is is pretty specific i cried myself to sleep to that song during the
2: during the 90s when was that, like 96 or seven? Yeah, or something yeah
1: it would have been right around there exactly yeah. i loved that song it was very fun it was very very popular on alternative radio as well that song was every and again they're a classic example of a one hit wonder although they did have oh, yeah. a couple other songs that kind of sniffed around the radio but that was that was their big hit should we should we hear a little just oh, a little bit oh we got taste? to hear just up until they talk about the bus okay here we go in case you don't remember either
3: hmm?
1: Is a little bit, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm patient. I love this song.
0: Yeah. Oh,
3: I
1: thought we were coming up on <laughs> <it> <laughs> Me there. Too. It's not yet. One more verse. All right.
3: <laughs>
1: and just to let people know, I have a brilliant story about this band after we get to our line. Here
2: it comes! Nope.
1: <laughs> Not
3: yet.
1: Wow, this is a six minute song. Are we going to ride this, baby? It's coming soon. Is it?
3: Mmm,
1: <laughs> it might <laughs> be. <laughs> As I mentioned, uh, the band is Corner Shop, and yes. I, do, I do have a really good Corner Shop story. Well, really good is strong, but it's it's, it's worth telling because, it, yeah, it didn't really fit the right scene they were this, part of. Right yeah, after here we this. go. Yep.
0: Yeah.
3: No, really. <laughs> Wait
2: for
3: it. <laughs> and we're building...
1: How many people who loved that song do you think were just enamored of the fact that the word bosom was in the song?
2: It's the only song I can think of that has the word bosom.
1: Interesting. That's a good challenge right there. Maybe next week, nothing but songs with the word bosom (laughs) in there, which means we'll get to hear Corner Shop again. So that's the band Corner Shop, led by their rather moody lead singer to Jinder Sing. And I've had a chance to interview them once, and they were just yanking my chain the whole time (laughs) because basically they had this one massive hit, right? And suddenly overnight, they were a household name among Alterna kids and music fans in 1997. I just looked it up. That's when Mm. it came out. And so suddenly they're doing the promo tour they're going into every radio station they're getting asked to be on bigger and bigger concert bills they're doing huge outdoor festivals and the one time i interviewed them on their tour bus they were both high as hell and it was to and the other guy in the band and uh one of the other guys main guys and i'm like well so how did you guys all meet up and he's like we met in meditation class because to, Tujinder's to kind of get, I got this Ravi Shankar thing yeah. going on. Yeah, he was wearing the flowy Roby clothes <laughs> yeah. and the heavy lidded eyes, and I'm like, "Really, meditation class?" And he's like, "No, I said medication class." <laughs> and they were just fucking with me the whole time. So fast forward to the late summer of 1997, they get invited to be part of Edge Fest. You remember the gigantic oh, yeah. music festival? Now, before it became X Fest and was a metal festival, yeah. it was 93.7 The Edge back through the mid 90s. Well, I was there. Yep, were you there? I yeah. was there. That, yeah. This was the summer that uh, this was so that that spring rev had been yanked off the air yeah i went over to work for the edge That's and right. so this was my first edge fest and <laughs> um corner shop was playing now corner shop are not your typical alt band they were not there to play ball at all and my boss at the time whose name who, <clears throat> I was going to say he's going to go unnamed, but it was John Lassman, and yes. not a lot of people won't know that. It'll seem like inside baseball, but John Lassman played radio by the radio rules. You, if you were a band, you played the fucking hit, and yep. you, you. there were rules, okay? You, <laughs> yes. you, you like your stuff played on the radio? Then you're going to play by the rules. Well, so Corner Shop comes out in the middle of this hot, ultra-summery day. It's super dry there, so it's not muddy down in, the, in front of the stage. It's dusty, and these huge yeah. dust clouds are coming up, and the main food there were these personal pizzas that some local <laughs> yes. pizza place. So so the the ground is literally covered in these small cardboard boxes. Well, the, the crowd's getting restless, right? And they're waiting <laughs> for Corner Shop to take the stage and all they want to hear is their one song. They don't care about the rest of it. Well, Corner Shop comes out and sits down with like sitars and tablas oh. on big fluffy pillows. Again, like they're Ravi Shankar yeah, or some yeah. sort of guru and they start playing this really atmospheric set <laughs> of sitar music. <laughs> and uh <laughs> Did last <laughs> one's head spin around? He did because he's like, so they've been playing for half an hour, and he's like, he's like, play the fucking hit. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's getting genuinely angry about it, but the very best part of the entire thing was, and then I went or I was like, I don't want to be around when they don't play the hit and they walk off stage. I do not want to be a witness to that. So I went out front to watch the rest of the band I'm like, well, they're going to play the hit. They got to. A, they never did, but B, oh. at one point there was such a huge dust cloud, you almost couldn't see the band, <laughs> and people were bored of this atmospheric, <laughs> ambient bullshit that was going on. I mean, it's a bunch of alt kids that are shirtless out there. They want to see Insane Clown Posse. They don't give a shit about corner shop so they take all these pizza boxes and start whipping them like frisbees <laughs> flinging them straight up into the air it's absolute chaos thousands and thousands of pizza boxes in the air dust the crowd's noisy as hell and at one point to ginger Singh, who is very mellow leans forward into the microphone and says if there's no decorum there's no performance and then leans back to which what do you think happened then? Do you think Oh they the, went ape shit? Do you think the crowd settled down and was no, like, we no. should you know hey guys, 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 quiet down. We should really listen to what the band has to play. No, they lost their fucking <laughs> minds and it was a circle pit and there were more pizza boxes being thrown to <laughs> the stage than ever before. Ah, remember the nineties? Oh, so fun. I vaguely do. Anyway, a little corner shop fun to get things started here. We're gonna get even more fun. We're gonna get dig deep on music and the nature of the world we live in with Philosopher. Poet warrior in the classic sense, and amazing musician Mark Malman. He's got a brand new album on the way. He's got lots of other projects he's working on. And tomorrow night, that would be Friday night, August 21st, he's going to be doing a live stream of nothing but Bowie songs. And we'll talk more about that just ahead. But first, a song that, well... I'm not going to tell you anything about it till the other side. It's just a really cool new wavy song from, again, maybe the 90s, early 2000s. The band, and listen to the lyrics, please, on this one. The band is called The Network. The song Hungry Hungry Models on The Brian Oak Show. Sorry about my My phone is talking <laughs> to me right now. I did not mean to make that happen. That is The Network with Hungry Hungry Models on The Brian Oak Show. Now, that comes off an album that came out <clears throat> in 2003. At the time, I was doing a Sunday night indie rock show called Freedom Rock. Oh, yeah. And it got it got sent to us, and it came out on Adeline Records, which was Green Day's house label, right? And the super cool new wave sound, which yeah. was out of place in 2003. Nobody Absolutely. was doing that. And most bands that try to do authentic 80s early 80s late 70s new wave don't sound very good and this record was killer start to finish like perfect pop hooks incredible <laughs> production they all wore masks like almost like ski masks oh yeah and so you couldn't tell who they were and all the promo material that came with it nobody had any idea who it was but then you started to hear these rumors that it was actually green day in disguise yeah. because it was on the green day label well it came out years later that this one album which by the way is called money money 2020 and it's now the year 2020 oh yeah right? 17 years later. So the network Money Money 2020 is an album. If you like Green Day and you like New Wave, you will love that record. Absolutely top to bottom. It, I will check
2: that out. I got to check that one out just because, it, like I said, it's got this feel of like on go boingo or maybe yep. even a
1: little Devo or it, very you know. much Devo. I mean, yeah. Devo is obviously part of the heart of it. But then there's all yeah. these sort of late 70s, post-punk, early new wave bands that had that exact sound. And they just they mimicked it perfectly. And that popped up on my old iPod one day. And I was like, oh, my God, I completely <laughs> effing forgot about it. So I've been listening to that record again lately. It is the Brian Oak show. Just in mere moments here, we are going to talk to Mark Malman about his Bowie Mall Street. That's happening tomorrow night. But first, I want to thank the good people at Smart Start MN. And after all, this studio is named after them. They are Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. They were involved with the fomentation of the plan to get you back in your car sooner than you otherwise might expect. You get a DUI, you're going to lose your license. Your life is going to become expensive and a drag. This takes away one of the huge concerns, you getting back behind the wheel by essentially installing a mini breathalyzer right there in your vehicle. You blow clean and you're allowed to drive. And trust me, you're going to need to be driving to pay off fines and to, <laughs> I'm serious, you yeah. know, court your, dates. <laughs> it's ser- honestly, I mean, there, there's a lot you have to take care of. And I don't mean to make light of it because I know someone very close to me who's uh, who's been down that road many years ago now, but um, it's not a good time. But these guys, Mike and Ed, they signed on to the show before there was a show and they provide a really essential service for people who find themselves in a really bad situation here in Minnesota.
2: Yeah. Just go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak show. will give you 20% off the
1: installation of the ignition interlock system. And now it's time for today's featured guest. As teased in the first segment of the podcast, he is a storied Minnesota musician. He is a published author. He is a podcaster. He is a dazzling and dizzying live performer. (laughs) He's a man of many talents and a longtime friend of the Brian Oak Show podcast. It is my pleasure to say hello and good afternoon on this sunny, summery afternoon to none other than Minnesota's own Mark Malman. Hello, Mark. Hi. How are you doing?
4: I'm doing great. Just in my studio, I just finished music for a Halloween commercial. (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh, now, see, when we talk about covid and the lockdown and the, and the nature of how things have changed, Halloween is by far my favorite holiday. And I have friends. This Halloween party that we do goes back more than 25 years. And these people don't play. Right. I mean, like you're not allowed to show up and be like, oh, I just didn't feel like wearing a costume or <laughs> cutting two holes out of a sheet and showing up as a ghost. No, these people take their game very seriously. And it's heartbreaking to think that for the first time in a quarter century, we're not going to have our Halloween party Aww. this year, man. That's Ooh. a heartbreaker.
4: That is a heartbreaker, but remember, every day is Halloween. That's true. <laughs> Thank bop, you very much.
1: Bop, 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 little... bop, <laughs> bop, 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 You know, it's weird when you, when you play early ministry like that for people, they're like, this is not Jesus built my hot rod ministry. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no. Al Jorgensen went through some weird years there for sure. No, his his musical style has transformed rather radically at certain points. You know, points. the
4: weird thing is, dude, it, it aged really great. Like, I remember being a ministry fan in the 90s and thinking that early ministry was super lame, but it aged in <laughs> such a way that now it just sounds crazy it sounds like like dark goth new order or something precisely I love
1: it yeah no that album with sympathy if people have not listened to early ministry before it became all agro and industrial that early ministry is some gorgeous 80s pop i remember just being that's a, cool a, man a, a huge fan exactly well mark malman you have put out a lot of music i know you've got a new album on the way but today album prim- number nine baby number nine that's wild number is, that why, nine. Is, that why, <laughs> is that wild? is that wild to you mark to think that this is album number nine
4: uh, what's wild to me is I, I yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Good, good. Next question. Um, so album number nine, I know that you are very close to having it in the can and we'll see how exactly when and how it's going to come to market as they say. Uh, and so we'll talk more about that in just a little bit in the meantime, though, let's go ahead and not bury the lead and mention the reason we're talking today is because tomorrow, which I believe if I'm not mistaken, Friday August 21st, uh, you are going to be doing a live stream where you perform live from your studio, Cardboard City, and you are going to be doing nothing but Bowie songs tomorrow night through Facebook. And how, why, when, when did you decide to do this, and why did you decide it was going to be all Bowie?
4: Uh, well, I, obviously, live streaming is, is what I have to do. You know, I've, I've, I started touring in the early 2000s, and there were years when we played you know 200 shows a year and so now this um, nature has said hey you know i'm i'm the boss mm-hmm. and you need to find a different way so i'm live streaming and it's awesome i love it fantastic and um, i uh, just keeping it fun you know and i love bowie and and i and i thought man let's do it i'll just do all, all bowie songs i was just doing 8 of them deep cuts and and popular
1: songs yeah well i am a bowie is my all-time favorite and so anytime anybody wants to do bowie stuff that's cool and although i do have my particular favorite albums and songs throughout his career i don't feel you know even though sort of in the in the early 90s to the early 2000s people sort of got comfortable ignoring Bowie not unlike they did with Prince uh, and Bowie continued to make some really fascinating oh, records God. and some I mean reality absolutely out, outside and even uh, you know getting into the 2000s heathen is, oh, is, a, is so a, good. it's a dark and brilliant brilliant record you know and he's so good I, I just and so I think that there are a lot of people who are like they know the early stuff or they know the 80s revival stuff sort of the comeback or you know if you work at a record store or you're, you know, a music hipster like uh, we all are. Um you, you know, you're like, "Oh, the Berlin Trilogy and t- but for me, it, that whole catalog there's not there's not really a weak link in in the Bowie chain all, from the very beginning to the very end." I mean, you know. <laughs> okay, I'm not saying every song is brilliant, all right? Like you go back tonight, to the- uh, Tonight uh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, but black tie, white noise. Ooh, I, you know. can't, I, can't, I don't hate that record, man. No, I don't I, right, mean, right. I don't. I don't really consider it straight Bowie, but it's um, you know, he was trying. I guess that's one of the things I like about the the sort of the trajectory and the arc of his career. He never gave you the same album twice, you know. Even when he, he never was, did. Even when he was in the glam phase. I mean, you go back to the earliest days. You know, people had no Space Oddity, but then it transforms. But before he gets to Ziggy Stardust, where he really becomes a worldwide superstar, he put out two of my favorite records of his the man who sold the world and hunky dory and they're night and day different i mean hunky dory is like the white album compressed into one album in that he does vir- virtually every song is in a different style and you go back to the man who sold the world and that's like a hard rock record that's like listening to ufo or uriah heap it's i mean he this, this guy yeah. this was a guy who was all over the map and never stopped. Yeah, and then innovating. a
4: couple years later a soul album comes out precisely you know, it's
1: great Yeah, and then sort of the 80s pop stuff where it was a little more polished. But then even up to the very end, Black Star, I mean his final oh my God. his final farewell his encore was his art as his life which is something he always did he knew he was dying and I remember hearing that record when it came out he died two days later and I went back and listened to it and it was a night and day different record I'm like he knew he was dying during the construction of this whole thing mm. and it completely it rewrote the album for me so you're right Bowie is genius that's not it, a Bowie move that's just it like up until the bitter end he knew he was dying and he continued to make his life his art and so no I i love everything about Bowie, and I love that you're going to be doing this. So it's called the Bowie Mall Stream, and yeah. it's available on uh, Facebook. And so tomorrow night, again, we're talking about August 21st. That's a Friday evening at 8 o'clock. People go to Facebook slash Mr. Mark Mallman, M M M R M A R K M A L L M A N, and they can enjoy, and they can do the music. So we're going to hear a little Bowie here before we talk about the other things you got going on. And you chose this one right here, always crashing in the same car, what do you love about this song?
4: Oh, I love the I love the moodiness of it. I love the album itself, "Low." I don't think it's 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 the standout track on the album, but it's my favorite track on the album. Mm-hmm. And um, I I think it it, um, it bends between a sad song and a and a fast, angry rock song. And none of the album, none of the songs on the first side of "Low" um, have a definite. Um, Sense about them—they're vague. They're like, like really Warholian, like ideas of a pop song. They're like commercials for pop songs. And then you hit to side two, and it is just a filmic wonder world. So uh, the 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 side one, side two, like harsh fucking contrast is so great. And uh, but also, I like the story behind that song because you just hear it and you think it's just kind of coy, but it's really about David smashing his car into a, a drug dealer's car
0: repeatedly <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: with jasmine you know jasmine i saw you creeping that's that's iggy pop right he was in the car too so it's cool you know it's it's like i love songs about cars and and that's that's it
1: fantastic my
4: favorite cars list songs
1: well, oh right on well we'll have to get the rest of that list at some <laughs> other point but it's mark <laughs> he'll be doing bowie tomorrow night and here's bowie right now always crashing in the same car on the brian oak show mm
3: mm-hmm.
5: Still got a rush. Must have been touching close to 94. Oh, but I.
1: I don't know if it's the nice equipment we have here in the Smart Start MN Studios or if they really sort of got the kind of separation they were looking for on the 2015 remasters of those songs. Yeah. Yeah. But, wow, did that sound good. That like sounded I, great. I yeah. feel like with these headphones, I heard that song for the first time. Uh, before we get to our sponsors, I do want to ask Mark another question. Mark Malman's our guest here on The Brian Oak Show. So, I've read a couple of books specifically about Bowie and Iggy's time in Berlin, where that you know classic trio was written by Bowie, uh, Lodger, Lowe, that we just heard a song off of, and Heroes. And something that continues to blow my mind until this day, and I can't quite believe, but everybody's verified it from Eno to Visconti to the guest players like Robert Friedman. Rip. mr Mulman, did you know that for every one of those songs on every one of those albums all of the music was laid down first without a single thought given to subject matter to lyric lyrical content or direction he would just kind of have a vague idea bring these artists in have them mess with like a song like heroes think about the song heroes the music for heroes was written weeks before oh. he even gave a single thought to the lyrics and that bends my mind were you aware of that mark
4: Yeah, I was, and and you can definitely hear it in the songwriting. You know, you can hear it in the, like, the the chords don't seem as decided. The Mm -hmm. melody tends to uh, wait a little bit after the chord hits. You you can tell if you listen to the sophistication of some of the earlier records and the the records afterwards. They're not... um, uh, songwritery songs. You know, right. they're production songs. It's an those albums are about atmosphere. The Berlin Period is about atmosphere and production. They're not like they're not. I don't want to say they're not well written songs because they're catchy. But you know, the the Red Sales is is it's a weird concept. It's it. These are is about as artistic as they get. You know, uh, Remain in Light was done that way too.
1: I did not know that.
4: And it's also an Eno produced record, mm-hmm.
1: you know. So it's just, I guess, when I think about songwriting, you know, usually, I again, I'm not a songwriter by any means, but I think about coming to the table with, you know, at least a, a vague idea of what a song is going to be about. But I remember reading stories like he'd have Fripp come in, and Robert Fripp be like, "All right, what do you want me to play on this?" He's like just listen to the backing tracks and kind of let it go. And he'd let Fripp do whatever he wanted, and in some cases only had him do one take, and he'd be like, that's the one right there, put it on, put it in. And I just, then he would, you know, sit around and think, well, what's this song about, what am I going through? I just, to me, I, I love it, but it still boggles my mind. You know, you've got, uh, you're writing music right now because you've got a new album on the way. How do you write songs? Do you, do you sit down with lyrics first? Do you get melody first? Is it a combination thereof? What's the Mark Malman approach to uh, Cracking the Code?
4: When I was young, um, I would sit down and write songs, and they would come out, and I would express my emotions in one song. Maybe I would rewrite a lyric or two, and that would be it. I'd take the best ones, take the band, and, and we'd go. As, as time went on in the 2000s, when I started writing my label records, uh, the songs would start, an idea would start, and I'd go back to one, I'd go to another. Songs that weren't finished during Devlin, Middle C, sometimes made it on Invincible Criminal, and then I just started writing songs and continuing and visiting and revisiting, and then now it's it's very 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 seldom where a song hasn't been worked on for six months to a year. A lot of songs like my like my song Knockout, uh, that song is like three different songs combined. Um, my song um, All Thorns No Roses is like. I started with a theme from a different song on the record. My new record is done. Uh, half of it was done this way that that those guys were talking about: writing all the music first. It's mm-hmm. incredibly hard for me to write lyrics and stuff to um to the music. So what I'll do is I'll I'll write um I'll write I'll, I'll create a groove and then uh, I'll have it all replaced by real musicians or myself. The synth stuff that I don't like is replaced, and then I'll um do nonsense lyrics so that i can really focus on the melody and not have my because you might like you might want to say in your lyric you might want to say like fur coat and then you might your melody might be fur coat fur coat fur coat and you think that 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 is a strong melody because the lyric is strong but really that melody i just sang was so i've learned now to get stronger melodies to not think about the lyric at all so i'll just sit down in front of the mic and i'll be like (laughs) a <laughs> not scat singing right? It, right that'd be horrible, but and then I go back and I replace it with lyrics, so the lyrics are the last thing to go on the majority of my songs these days, and it allows me to get a more decided lyric, a more pointed lyric, and a more direct lyric that isn't obscured, you know, mm-hmm. but I think one I know I'm going on a lot about this, but one thing that I think about you know when you i when you ask people um well what's your what's your favorite um you know thing about Bob Dylan, and they're going to say, oh, the lyrics, the lyrics, the Bob Dylan lyrics, you know, but the interesting thing about that is, that's really all that's there, because he's not playing anything in- interesting on the guitar, the band, if there is a band, is definitely not playing anything like that stands out,
0: mm-hmm.
4: and he's not singing, right? So, w- one thing that, talking about classic rock, that that I think we forget about, is if you look at like the lyrics to, say, Breathe by Pink Floyd mm-hmm. or Dogs by Pink Floyd. Dogs is a better example. They're great. they d- the lyrics to Dogs are is as good as any Bob Dylan lyric, but you don't think about it because there's so much music happening.
0: Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm.
4: So, um, so for me, like uh, I, I, I'm tending to do that kind of Pink Floyd thing more, where like it's a lot of a lot of elements. Like there's a lot of density in the color of the tone. There's a lot of um, Percussive elements that keep the groove. There's a strong melody and there's a strong lyric all together. Which is um, is not saying that one style is better or another, but but definitely my songs have become more dense. And and like we were talking about Bowie that one time, um, we were you and I were talking and we said that um, Bowie changed. Well, maybe it was this podcast we were we we're talking about how Bowie changed so fast from record to record to record and. Even if there was a hunky-dory 2 and it was better, we wouldn't like it because it was the same thing. Right. So you, you kind of have to change. You know, you can't you can't like, you know, Stephen King you can't just write scary book after scary book. You have to change. You have to be Madonna. You have to be Lady Gaga. You have to bring something new because you look back at the span of your career and you look back at the body of work, you don't see the change in a um, in, in an as abrupt way as when it hits the now what a rap record when did mom put out a rap record which I rap on this new new album once what song. nice so,
1: yeah. MC double M in the house. So we're going <laughs> to talk. More. It's
4: like gorilla style. Like, you know.
1: Yeah, bro. yeah. No, but I love that. That's really good. Well, so we'll talk more about this new record in a moment. I got to real quick here. Uh, throw a shout out to our sponsor, Busters on 28th. Busters on 28th is a local restaurant and brew pub in my neck of the woods. They're on 28th and 42nd in southeast Minneapolis, very close to Lake Hiawatha. If you know where a baker's wife is, that lovely bakery right there on the corner. They're one door down from right there. And they have been providing exceptional food in my neighborhood for a long time. An incredibly in-depth and well-curated selection of beer and wine, and they're open during all the craziness right now. Now, if you're someone whose comfort level is, yeah, I can go into a socially distanced restaurant, that's an option. If you're someone who's like, yeah, I'll sit on a patio, but I'm not going indoors with all these plague carriers out there, that's fine, too. They've got that, and if you just don't want to touch any of that, they've got curbside pickup, and their food, it turns out, is still excellent by the time you get home And if I'm not mistaken, they'll let you take a little of those uh, tasty beverages along with when you do your pickup. Is that right? They will. They
2: do beer and wine to go as part of curbside to go. Remember, you can order online now. You don't have to sit on the phone. Pre-order everything and then just swing by and pick it up. Or you can sit at the bar with your
1: mask on and then put a straw into your wine (laughs) cup okay like a snorkel they'll just have someone pour exactly. it pour it into the little funnel up on top <laughs> of your snorkel um but if you do me a favor even if you don't order from them tonight even if you don't go there or order anything go take a look at their menu i'm not joking it's as good as food gets at any restaurant in south minneapolis and um and they're cool people they jumped on board and even through all these uncertain times they've been supporters for the brian oak show so please check them out busters on 28.com for all the details and also thanks to sean not only the producer of the show not only co-owner of the brian oak show podcast but it turns out also like you know mild-mannered podcast producer and co-owner by day (laughs) super realtor by day as well and lots of other things as well but you work for adina realty at the 50th and france location if i'm in the mood you know maybe i'm just restless maybe i've been in my house for so damn long now <laughs> just absolutely down i'm like i gotta get out of here i've, I've read i've done every project i've brought this home up to the best it can possibly be i need a change in my life i need to, i need another project i'm gonna move are, are people moving now can you move in the in the age of covid
2: they can we're just all being really safe about it so i had two closings today i did a showing last night uh everybody just wore masks and we were i, I open and close all the doors and all that just give me a call at 612-859-2594 if you are you or anybody you know are in the market to buy or sell, 612-859-2594.
1: He's too modest to say to himself, but Sean is conscientious, detail-oriented, and not a jackass, and that's <laughs> that's one of my standards in life. If I'm going to work with someone or spend a significant amount of time with them, they're not allowed to be a jackass, or that relationship will change. So I trust Sean, and you absolutely can, too. If you're in the market, give him a ring. Mark Malman, he is in the market constantly for making music, and you are making music right now. You've got a new album that is virtually done. I've seen the, the Single for the the first thing, or I've seen rather the video for the first single on your uh, Facebook page, "Reverse Paradise." So you're telling me you do a little bit of uh, rapping on this record, and I also heard it through the grapevine that maybe this one is a little more pointed culturally or politically than you've done in the past. Tell me about where your head was at when you decided it was time for this particular record.
4: Um, my my last record is about processing death uh, and finding a path. Uh, for you know, and my record before that is about processing a breakup. It's it, both of those records are about the after effects. Uh, lyrically, this is uh, really uh, um, kind of like moved from when I wrote "Peace on Earth" with Laserbeak, uh, and I started playing it live. I realized uh, like the power behind a simple song, um, uh, not a complex song, and even a kind of a cheesy song. But there's a power behind it that, like, is not cheesy. There's a power behind singing "Peace on Earth" that's like a power that I have not discovered in my songs, and I think it's the power to use your voice for change. And so, I started investigating that when I wrote this record. Now, "Reverse Paradise" is sort of a song about the 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 how, where we're headed uh, as a as a world. Uh, um in terms of like uh, let's give the world back to the animals we really screwed this up and it's about greed and it, but it's very vague so the other songs in the record get more specific i have a song called heart attack land that uh, the opening line is i think i know why jesus isn't coming back cuz he'll he's afraid he'll have a heart attack <laughs> and it's just a nihilist kind of say, say like, acceptance that, like, we are doomed as a society because we didn't, we passed the tipping point. And uh, there's also, like, kind of uh, a tongue-in-cheek assault on uh, billionaireism and the sickness that is, the greed that is also contributing to the the future death of our children and uh, ourselves uh, because of the the climate disaster that we're witnessing now and unless they unless the tiktok ai becomes so intelligent <laughs> that it can solve the climate crisis i don't think that there's a human capable of doing it and i am not a scientist. I'm a professional musician. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, but I mean, you're, you're allowed to have your opinions, and I don't think that that particular alarm bell can be rung loudly enough. I'm well past the point of caring about, well, was this a natural phenomenon? Did human beings accelerate the process of, of uh, climate change? It doesn't matter if, if people want to politicize it. You cannot deny, you, you nor I, neither Professional scientist. Sean, you, any science training? Not so much. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But but, but whether or not, but none of us can deny that it is. It's real. It actually exists. So do we have the means to come back from the brink? You know, I'm going to ask, I want to ask you that because you may not be a scientist. You may not be an economic, uh, an economist, rather, an epidemiologist, Mark, but you are allowed to have your opinion and you're a good observer of the world. And, you know, we speak, our culture is best represented by the arts that it produces. You said something kind of uh, a major just a couple sentences ago that we're past the tipping point. Do you think we're past the tipping point on, on all of it? Um...
4: Have you heard about plastic rain? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm,
1: I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doubting the fact that. No,
4: no, the, no, the, the, I'm not. I'm not saying that. That's just. I, I'm not arguing. I, I, I just, you know, I, I believe when, when the riots happened here, it was incredibly enlightening mm-hmm. and empowering to me, and I was excited, be, not because anyone was hurt, and God bless George Floyd, but because. The people have the power yeah. and they want to take it away from the elite. And, and it's essential that we take the power away from the elite because it's not us driving our cars that's contributing to this. It's a few billionaires who aren't paying their taxes, mm-hmm. who are stricken with the illness of greed that are putting all of our lives at risk globally. But what's happening with the internet and and um, social media is where we are accelerating in terms of um, becoming a global voice, a hive mind that is recognizing that the people have the power. However, you know, we don't live in a preventative world. Um, we don't, say you know if you, if you don't drink and drive and, and you wake up in the morning and you didn't kill anybody that does you don't you don't get a prize for that <laughs> you know and so um we we tend to wait until till the red lights on and um, yep I think that covid um, it is a perfect example that we're just not mature enough
0: mm-hmm.
4: as a race as a as the human race we're just not mature enough we're still teenagers and I don't think that I don't know how we can get without an AI interrupting. I I don't think how we we can get past our biases and we can't get past racism. We can't get past sexism. We can't get past ableism. um, Self-centeredness. Yeah. To the point where, 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 where I, I don't know how, I don't know if it's humanly possible to find a solution. I do think an AI could do it.
1: Let me ask you this then. Um, so let's say uh, an AI uh, begins exploring and extrapolating potentialities and possibilities that we could never fathomed in millions of years of sitting down in a room quietly with paper and pen and writing down every idea we've come up with. You know, a, a, a sophisticated enough AI comes up with this, uh, you know, can, can come up with more permutations this afternoon than all of humanity could in our reasonable lifetimes here. So let me ask you this. Just a pure hypothetical situation. That AI that we've turned over our salvation to, the, the savior machine. David Bowie's got a song called "Save Your Machine." Um, how do we know? Like, if it says literally, the only way to save the vast majority of human beings is by killing one third of the people that are currently consuming the resources and contributing to the decline of the human civilization on this planet. You down with that? I mean, are, are you willing to willing to go along with the with the AI's decrees?
4: No, I don't. I don't. I think it's morally apprehensible that someone should be killed. I think I think in nature the big fish eat the little fish mm-hmm. and that's just how nature was designed I, I think I don't know what um, unless we're living in some kind of a matrix or oh. something or, or or some some like you know holographic universe or something but I I mean I I it's like a, a contradiction of um, beliefs but I I do stand I do stand by the fact that um, I'll never let go of, of, what is it, Martin Luther King Jr. says, never let go of infinite hope or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, you know, it's like, man like we can't even we can't even get this mask thing right like we can't even get a mask thing right it's not even it's just other countries are doing it just do it just wear a mask you wear a scarf in winter just wear a mask we can't get that right how are we going to deal with more fire tornadoes how are we going to deal with inland hurricanes Mm. how are we going to deal with plastic rain you know i mean i can't i don't know i don't know man but like
1: I know, I got That's the That's what my
4: record's about. Okay, well, heavy, my
1: heavy compartmentalization is the only way that you can maintain infinite hope and understand the virtually doomed nature of the existence that we've plotted for ourselves. That being said, we still have to be here in the meantime, and luckily there are still entertainment options available. Like a good example, the Bowie Mall stream. You are going to be doing Bowie songs tomorrow night, a live stream that people can tune into and enjoy through Facebook. Mr. Mark Malman, that's facebook.com slash M-R-M-A-R-K-M-A-L-L-M-A-N, and you're doing all Bowie. Now, we're going to play back-to-back songs right here. We're going to play a Bowie song that was his first proper hit, internationally, and especially at home. Uh, But then we're going to follow it up with one of your own songs. Tell me how these two songs are related.
4: Okay, I will. But before I say that, one thing I do want to say is that what I just said, the dissertation that I just gave, is coming from an older dude, you know, or a middle-aged guy with a lot of privilege. And I think, Hmm. fortunately, the youth of today um are are coming hard and fast and they're aware of climate change and they're aware of greed and i think maybe apart from an ai younger people have more clarity and more freedom to um express without fear the um the the severity of our future so i do think if if, if our if our politicians and us as as a culture as you know, the older members of society can give more power to the youth and trust them, and let them speak and let them control things. We might have a chance too, because they would be more susceptible to radical change. Which, you know, hey, I love radical change. Um, so this tune, uh, "Who's Gonna Save You Now?" I was really like trying to figure out a color palette for this, for this, for the tones, and I. Uh, Listen to Space Oddity, and I like the way the bells sounded, and I like the way the acoustic guitar sounded, and the synths, particularly the bells and the synths, are almost the same. They're not the same notes, they're not the same parts, but they're the same sounds. Well, it, who's going to save you now in Space Oddity?
1: Okay, and so it's, we're going to play them back to back first, though. Let's hear a little David Bowie before we get into Mr. Malman's tomb right here on The Brian Oak
0: Show.
5: Ground control to Major Tom
3: Ground control to Major Tom Take your protein pills and put your helmet on
5: Ten Ground control Nine, to Major Tom eight, Seven
3: off.
6: Hard to learn the language when the only word is yes.
1: Maulman, who's going to save you now, preceded by Space Oddity, the legendary David Bowie, right here on the Brian Oak Show. Thanks to everybody for tuning in, everyone who supports and shares, subscribes and amplifies. Thanks to our Patreon members. Thanks to Smart Start MN, Busters on 28th, Audio Quip. Thank you very much, Sean. Mr. Maulman, tomorrow you have the Bowie Mall stream happening through Facebook. You're going to be playing live from Ground Zero, your home, and Cardboard City there. Cardboard Uh, City. And if people want to find that first uh, that first video of a song off your forthcoming record. It's called Reverse Paradise. I imagine that's available widely. Uh, if not, they should look you up on the Facebook there or other you can go at com is your official website, correct? Yeah.
4: I've got to go put that uh, video up there today i should do that but um yeah it's Oliver, you know
1: okay exactly well and don't forget that mark also has a podcast called enjoy that is well probably frankly quite a lot more enjoyable than this one because <laughs> you you just do it in in bite-sized chunks you do it in easily digestible you know chunks not necessarily content wise but at least in duration wise whereas i like to really punish people really make them realize they have um, to go to the bathroom
0: <laughs> yeah, it's
4: just my podcast is is like a an audio sketchbook, you know, 1 right. minute, 2 minute things, poems and, and and songs and jokes and skits that I do all by myself skits. when I'm warming up in the studio. Right. Yeah, la- rapping, a lot of rapping on the podcast there's a ton of rapping. Really? Yeah, I rap about dogs and pizza and uh you know, all
0: kinds of stuff. <laughs> what well, rhymes with pizza? I've been- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Chichen Itza. Um, yeah. There you go. T- exactly, you can suddenly you're transformed to an ancient ruin in Mexico, Mr. Freestyle. Yeah, exactly. Oh, t- don't don't get me started. Let's not let's not get into a rap battle right here. Uh, also, if people want to know more about your book, it's called The Happiness Playlist. You are truly a master of all media, uh, and I've been listening to your music for 20 years, and I love your yeah. evolution, man. I love your style. And one love-
4: of the first. People to Play Me on FM. You played I Married a Skull on Cities.
1: I did, way back in the day, mm-hmm. man. I, yeah, I, thank you. Yeah, from, oh man, I I, I really like that song. You know what I like about you the most, Mark, and I hope you take this as a compliment? Uh, well, two things. It's sort of, it, it, it's double-faceted. One is, you're a weirdo. Um, and, <laughs> I, I, But I mean that I, I, I don't know that I could give somebody higher praise using it in the, in the way that I'm using it right now. Because uh. what, it, what it ultimately means to me, the highest compliment I know how to pay anybody is that you're not like anybody else or vice versa. There's mm-hmm. no one else like you. There are a lot of talented and wonderful people out there. I've got, I've had the privilege of getting to know a great number of excellent people. And while it's true we're all unique snowflakes, there's really nobody <laughs> who writes songs like you. There's nobody who sort of occupies the same aesthetic space that you do. And it's one of the things that I've admired about you for more than 20 years now, man. And so I've just always been a big fan and I really appreciate the fact that you, uh, you joined us today on the podcast.
4: Oh, I love it. I love it. Thank you for all those compliments. Uh, it, it's it's hard work, but it's worth it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and anybody who's never seen you live, there will be a day where we get to see live music. Now, you'll see. You can see him tomorrow on the Bowie Mall stream, but <laughs> but, but it's not the same thing as watching the Milltown madman uh, do what he does <laughs> live while balancing on a keyboard, and that can't be safe, by the way. I hope you have good insurance. Uh, I've only
4: Mr- fallen twice. Oh, really? Well, I've fallen off the keyboard. I've fallen Off the stage a number of times.
1: Right. Okay. Well, we will check in with you again before too long. You do have the new album on the way. The Bowie Mall stream tomorrow. Remember, get to Facebook slash Mr. Mark Mallman to get all the details and make sure you don't miss it tomorrow night. Because let's be honest, in the age of COVID, what the hell else better do you have to do on a Friday night? Am I right? Yeah. Come on, man. Order pizza. Exactly. And then take it down to (laughs) Chichinita. I knew it was coming. Okay, (laughs) Sean. I will see you later, Mark. Thank Thank you very, very much. And since you're going to be playing Bowie tomorrow. Night. We're going to wrap things up with a Bowie song that was originally done by Biff Rose and Paul Williams. Yes, Paul Williams, who was the piano player in the saloon where Kermit met Fozzie in the original Muppet movie, but That's also right. behind the scenes, a, a very, very popular songwriter who wrote songs for many people, including this one right here, covered by David Bowie off of 1971's Brilliant Hunky Dory. This is Fill Your Heart, Little David Bowie, as we wrap things up on The Brian Oak Show.
5: In your mind, only in your mind. Oh, forget your mind, and you'll be free, yeah. Writing's on the wall. Free, yeah. And you can do it all if you choose. Just remember, lovers never lose, cause they are free of thoughts. And of thoughts unkind Gentleness clears the soul Love cleans the mind and makes it free